0: Also, in June, on the 8th and 9th, is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Rev. Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life for my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. I'm Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I am so glad that you're joining me today. If you're new to the Recover Your Soul community, welcome to your soul recovery journey. We're so glad you're here. And if you're coming back, I just appreciate that you continue to choose to spend your time with me. I know how little time we really have out there in the world. And so it really means a lot to me that you continue to show up. For today's episode, I wanted to revisit something that I had said just in passing in another episode that wasn't a topic, but that a couple people have asked me about, and I thought, oh, we should clarify this or go deeper into it. The truth is, I have more understanding of it myself, and so to just go into, if I'm not the problem, there is no solution. If I'm not the problem, there is no solution. And I can't remember which episode it was that I brought that up into, but it was probably in season two, maybe early season three. And I know that when this was first brought to me and my soul recovery journey, I was a little bit like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> what are you saying? Um, I am clearly not the problem and somebody else needs to be the solution. So if there's any part of you that is thinking the same, I totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. That's exactly where I was at too. And it's a shift in thinking. It's a complete change in perception of how we look at things. And as you know, soul recovery is all about how we look at it, that we all have our own perceptions, our own belief systems, our own past. And so we look at it different ways. When I say if I'm not the problem, there is no solution. Let me just clarify that a little bit, which is if I can't see that I have a part in this being a problem, then I can't be part of the solution. That's a more clear way of saying it. If I can't perceive that there is some way that I'm showing up, some way that I'm interacting, some way that I'm choosing to see it, then I can't take the control of the only place that I have in anything, which is for myself, and make a decision to do something about how I see it, how I perceive it, how I'm going to interact with it, what my response is going to be. So that's more clarity on what that means. So let's look at this from from life perspective. When I was with my husband, and I I know I keep going back to my relationship with my husband, but I know a lot of you that have contacted me, this resonates with you that you are also in or have been in relationships, either a romantic relationship or a friendship relationship or work relationship. Man, we're all in relationship all the time. Anyway, with people who we're bumping up against. And so when... I was going to the therapist with my husband. And when I was in the house, and I and I just kept feeling like we were in this problem. We weren't happy. We weren't communicating well. Our kids were struggling. It just didn't feel light and easy and cheerful and fun in my house. That's what I wanted. I wanted a house that was light and cheerful and fun. And that's not how it felt most of the time. It did some of the time. It wasn't horrible and awful all the time but there was this underlying feeling like the wheels were going to fall off the bus or if there was just one thing that went wrong everything was going to collapse so even when we were in moments of it being better more joyful happier there was always this like caution that something big was going to happen that we were going to get in a fight or that Rich would be upset, or I would be upset, or that the kids would be upset. You know, it's interesting. I want to clarify, it. Rich was not a, a volatile person. I'm so grateful that there was not violence in our house, that it's not like there was always yelling and screaming. It was this, oh man, it was like this other thing that had cutting remarks or, um, disappointments or you could just feel the energy of frustration it was this low grade disappointment wishing it was different on all on all sides so i would just want to clarify that from our perspective from our house it was not um it wasn't physically dangerous but i think none of us trusted each other ultimately and so there was always this underlying of like we wanted it to be better we wanted there to be a fix in what was going on but there just wasn't emotional connection and so then everybody used whatever they had to check out rich and i used alcohol one kid would used video games the other one used socialization and not being around And then as soon as they could pick up weed and find a way to escape, they totally did that. So we were all in our dysfunction, all four of us. Coming back to that in terms of the problem, when I was in my place of non-soul recovery, of in addiction, in codependence, in control issues, what I felt like was that I could see that there were problems (laughs) and that I couldn't see my part in it. I couldn't recognize that even though there was stuff that was happening to me that I didn't feel like had to do with me, I couldn't see the truth that every interaction we have, every emotion that we have, every response that we have, every rolled eye, every sigh every internal feeling of being pissed off or disappointed interacts and responds to what is happening outside of us. So that even if the problem between, let's say, Rich and Alex was this battle that they had, which really came from a desire for my husband that wanted his son to be more happy, to have more success in school, to, to try harder, to do more. Right. So it wasn't coming from a place of not loving him. It was coming from this deep place of loving him and watching him struggle. And so in the struggle was always this part of like, like he just wasn't enough is what Alex felt like, like he just couldn't do enough. And so once you start to feel like you can't do enough, you quit trying, you shut down. That's at least what happened in our house that's their problem right and i'm seeing the problem so if i'm not the problem there is not a solution so when i look at that and i think that has nothing to do with me that has to do with them it has to do with their relationship the the real problem the way that i saw it in those years was if rich would just be different then alex would be different Okay, so how do we break it down in terms of this new concept? If I'm not the solution, there is no problem. So, if I am not part of taking responsibility for my part in how I interact, how I think, how I feel, I can't utilize what gifts I have, what abilities I have, and what I can control to be part of the solution. In terms of Rich and Alex's relationship, My intense judgment was creating a energetic field, I believe in all that stuff, an energetic field that didn't allow for what could happen. It didn't allow for this shift, this kind of sometimes it was intense energy to allow them to work it out for themselves. I got in the middle and I constantly, constantly, constantly was trying to referee, trying to fix, trying to manipulate, trying to make it be some way that I thought would look better. So, in that sense, I'm affecting the problem. I am putting myself in the mix and affecting the problem. And in that, I'm taking away my husband's ability to feel like he has dominion and the control over his own relationship, good or bad, right? So whatever his relationship with his son is, every time I'm trying to stick my finger in there and make it be something that I think it should be, I'm actually not allowing it to grow, to change, to shift, to have healing. I'm playing God. I think I know better. And in terms of my son, he wasn't learning how to communicate for himself, how to stand up for himself, how to follow rules, how to have boundaries, how to do what he was supposed to do. I was so afraid for his heart that I end up placating to him and being very codependent with him and what was going on with him so that he wasn't having this place where he could be loved and supported to figure it out for himself and have that relationship. So it isn't like we look at it and go, oh, I am the problem. No, there's problems that are happening everywhere in all areas of the world. But we can choose to see our part. It can go even into plastics and global warming that If I'm not the problem, there is no solution. So if I don't manage how I walk the earth, what carbon footprint I have, how I decide that I'm going to resource my food, drive my car, use plastics in the grocery store, I can be part of the solution. Now, I personally am not the whole problem, but if each one of us made one small change in all areas of our life, in our family in our politics, in the way that we interact with people and work and saw that we have this powerful place of helping in our small way to be the solution, that we have this incredible ability to affect change. If you think about being in a work environment, if you're with your coworkers and you're over on the side Commiserating and complaining about your boss and about your coworkers, you're helping to create a toxic environment. But if you allow yourself to stand above that, to be able to say, I don't really want to be involved in those kinds of conversations, I'm trying to see the positive. Those things are hard to say, but that's part of the solution that when we're back in the background, complaining and bringing in negativity and fear we are creating more of that when we are out in the world and we're driving and we're honking and being pissed and weaving in and out of people and flipping people off and being aggravated we're being part of the problem but we have a different way to be we have a choice we were given free will When I come from this perspective and when I made that shift to start to realize that every single thing that seems like it's out of my control, that I actually have the ability to decide what my response is going to be, what my reaction is going to be, what my internal gauge is going to be on it. It's a profound release of control and it's a profound opening to higher power And the more that I do this soul recovery work, the more everything just seems to be opening and laying out and every single what seems problem is an opportunity for me to look more deeply at myself, to look more deeply at me and why is this interaction hurting me? Why am I afraid? What's going on here? Where am I trying to feel like I need to make it be better? I need to fix it. I need to do something that's outside of my wheelhouse or out of my space. And it's powerful and profound to continue to be grateful for these blessings, for these opportunities to look more deeply at myself and trust the world around me and hand it over to my higher power more and more and more so that i am doing what i can to be part of the solution that i am letting go of that part that is holding on to and participating in the problem and it's really hard to look around and have people around you who are struggling who are in health crisis who are in mental crisis who are in spiritual crisis I believe addiction is a spiritual crisis. When you start to see the changes and have those shifts in your perception, and you look at the people around you who are still in pain because they haven't turned to a higher power yet, they haven't started to do this deep surrender and release work and see that no matter where we are, we're participating in what the energies are in that situation. We can want to fix them or change them or make them see it or it's funny, isn't it? I mean, even me talking to you, my hope, my prayer is that some shift happens in you that brings you peace, but I don't have control of any of that. You could listen to my words and think they're crap. You could listen to my words and they could be coming into your heart and making change. That is all about you. And your connection with higher power. So when we're interacting with people in our lives, the interesting thing is the more that we stay in our own lane, as they say in recovery, stay on our own side of the street, keeping our own side of the street clean, keeping our spiritual center connected to higher power, really recognizing really taking responsibility for how we interact with every single person. It's profound the changes that will start to happen, and not because you're trying to change it. It will happen because there is the truth that's coming out, which is that no matter what, even through pain, there is love there. No matter what's happening in lives, there is this potential of connection to higher power and releasing and believing that there is something better still. And that's hard when I'm thinking about people that I know that are in health crisis. And we want an answer. We want a solution. We want them to get better. We don't want them to be sick. And we don't want them to die. And those are feelings of grief. Those are feelings of loss. Those are deep, real feelings. When you have somebody who's in addiction or not choosing a healthy mind, to watch them make that choice is incredibly painful. And we need to allow ourselves to have those feelings to walk through that journey and know how it touches our heart, but to not have it bring us into, um, A spiral of wanting, clinging, wanting it to be different, demanding that it's different, choosing fear, choosing unhappiness, not allowing ourselves to be in it, to hold that space, to be present, but not have to have that define who we are. It's not easy. I think that we're all here connected together, having this experience together because. It's important to learn relationship, but ultimately the main relationship in our lives is the one with ourselves, the love for ourselves, the connection with ourselves, to feel comfortable in our own skin, to connect with higher power and see who we are with all of our light and all of our shadow and accept and love ourselves no matter what so that we can stop trying to change the people around us stop trying to control the people around us and continue to let go surrender choose peace choose love reflect upon ourselves see what we are participating in in every single thing i recently had a little fender bender and it was interesting i just come out of a really nice lunch with a with one of my sober sisters that I hadn't seen in a long time. We had this beautiful lunch and I get in my car and I have a backup camera and I look around and I don't see anybody. I start to back up and it beep, 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 beeps. And so I, I look and sure indeed, there was a car coming quickly from the side. So I saved myself in that one. So it was pulled back into my space and I was being very alert, very alert. And I was looking at the camera and I was already kind of alert because I had almost had this situation And I'm looking at the camera and I'm backing out and boom, and I've just been run into. And it's the person directly behind me pulling out in a small parking lot at exactly the same time. My camera didn't even have time to see it or beep or do anything. And we get out of the car and I watch myself want her to be the problem that I want her to be the one who was at fault. And my car has much more damage than hers. And it's a little sweet old lady. And she says, of course, now I'm getting closer to being an old lady. So she probably was only 10 or 15 years older than me. But she looks at our cars and she goes, well, it looks like we both have damage. So I guess we'll just have our insurance companies take care of it ourselves. And I thought, ooh, who am I going to show up here as? And she saw the look on my face and she said, well, what would you do? And I said, well you know, it's kind of hard because my car has a lot more damage. And I don't really know what to do. But I want to be of gentleness here. And we both, we both didn't look, we both didn't see, it's just an accident. And so we went on our way. But I observed that moment where if I'm not the problem, there is not a solution. I could have come out of my center and I could have felt like I was really paying attention because I really was. I was looking really hard and I didn't see her either. So in the end, I can let that irritate me and I can be pissed and I can think, oh, now I got to pay $500 for a deductible. But you know what I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that I'm okay and that she's okay and that we have insurance and that it's going to work out just fine. And that something worse didn't happen. I just believe and continue to trust that it's all happening okay. And that my choice to not get aggressive and pissed off in the parking lot was the right choice to make for me. And that that allowed her to make the right choice for her. Little moments where we take responsibility for our interactions. Change the world. The next time you're in a situation and you find that you're irritated, you feel like there's a problem, my request is just to look at yourself, to turn the attention to yourself. Wonder Did I participate in this on some level that may have affected this other person to have them feel defensive? Is there a way that I can show up in this that will better the situation? Is there a way that I can see? The humanity in the other person and have more compassion for what's going on for them and just accept where they are and that they can't give everything that I wish that I could get from them. How can I be of service to myself? How can I be of service to the situation? Where can I forgive? Where can I let go? Where can I surrender? Where can I turn it over to higher power? Where is God in this? How can I? Allow myself to be my best self, my truest self in this situation so that it can do whatever it's going to do, which doesn't always mean that it works out in the way that we wish it would. Sometimes it's working out in the way that it's supposed to for them. Big changes come from little moments in time, little moments where we choose to see it differently, where we choose love. As always, if you want to work on your soul recovery journey, and you have questions about these kinds of concepts, I'm here to help. Just schedule a session with me. Some people only come a couple times. Some people are doing a lot more. It's your soul recovery journey. You decide, but I'm here to support you on your journey. Thank you so much for being part of the soul recovery community. Thank you for sharing this with your friends. Thank you for supporting Recover Your Soul. If this is providing you spiritual food, you can just go to the website and make a donation. Everything helps. We are in this together. I'm inspired to share one of my original songs after this episode. It's called Love Each Other. And I wrote it a couple years ago just with the idea of what if we just loved each other for exactly who we are together we can do the work that will recover your soul until next time namaste
1: lately i've been thinking it keeps me up at Wrong alright. The healing comes.
0: Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our Soul Recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that would allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday, if you are an Apple podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community with me and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world. And your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul.